Welcome to another episode of Earth 2 Comic Cast this week in comics and it's your host Mo Crosby. Like you've been if you've been following the podcast this week in comics, you know we've been talking to a lot of um indie creators, mostly African American and this is for our Black History Month series where we're highlighting a lot of black um black African and black and or African American, no wait. Yeah, African American comic book creators. To, uh, last week we had Robert Roach, and this week we're going to have for you, Alan Clark. Alan Clark, uh, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and let the people know who you are and what, you know, what your comic book is about, uh, so go ahead and let, uh, do that. Hello, my name is Alan Clark, as previously mentioned, I'm your friendly neighborhood supervillain. Uh... I guess I just make uh, doomsday weapons for your head. Just call it that. <laughs> awesome. So Alan makes do- <laughs> Alan makes doomsday. Wa- I'm sorry. Type of crime. Your head. Doomsday oh, okay. Weapon. Okay. Gosh, gosh, that's awesome. Uh, for your brain. <laughs> I really wish you could see Alan right now because he has the dopest mask on with his hoodie. Um, I screen grabbed it, so I'll be sure to post it on the uh, um, podcast when when this goes on the website for everyone to see. Don't worry, I got you guys covered. Um, As you know, in This Week in Comics, we try to highlight what we've read and talk about some books that we've read or what we're reading. Um, Oh, unfortunately, Ziggy's unable to be on this episode with us, so it's just myself and Brianna. Brianna, say hello to the people. Hello. All right. Um, So... Usually I let the guests go first, but I think I'm going to do this, you know, backwards and let Alan go last on this one because he's the super villain. Um, Brianna, uh, do you want to talk about a comic book you've read or something that you are reading or something that you are going or something that you have on your list that you're going to read? Um, I just started the new Superman because you recommended it. Yes. <laughs> and I have I also have Snot Girl. That I'm gonna read. Okay. And I don't know much about that one yet either. But started those. So far, how do you like the new Superman? Um, I find it interesting. Like he's kind of a bully for one. I'm just like, what? Yes. And you know, China. Mm-hmm. And where I'm at in the story, the Batman and Wonder Woman of China just came in, so I'm kind of curious on what's happening there. Oh man it's getting good it's getting good yeah he's not typical clark kent where he's like you know the mild-mannered uh kid he's yeah he's somewhere else he's different but yeah it's a really interesting story and i'm glad that you're reading it yes 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 somebody (laughs) finally reads a book that i recommend i feel so great right now (laughs) you have no idea um anyways i will tell you guys what i've been reading i just read black lightning gear one and when I'm saying that, I don't want you guys to. Uh, I want you guys to hear that I'm saying I just read it because at the DC and DC event um, that happened last month in DC, obviously, um, I I was there as press and I picked up the Black Lightning Year One comic book that was you know uh, that we, they were giving out or and actually that was being sold for Black Lightning for the Black you know before the Black Lightning premiere. So um, it's a different story of Black Lightning. It's a different. Um, origin but it's more in line with the tv show so it's something where um because i do a review for for the show itself so something where i'm I'm now a lot more informed because again it's 
something where it's mirroring uh, mirroring the uh, TV show so I can, you know, get more knowledge. And I, I mean, it's it's probably not going to go in the same storyline, but the characters are pretty much true to form with the TV show. So I'm really enjoying that. And I am ready to finish it so I can get more uh, informed on reviewing the TV show. It makes me a better reviewer for the TV show. Uh, I am also reading. No, I already told you guys about this one, so never mind. Um, Alan, um, I want to assume that supervillains and comic book creators do on their downtime read comic books, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Hey. <laughs> Alan, are you reading anything interesting that you want to recommend to our uh, listeners? To be honest with you, I think comic books are shit right now. <laughs> that is that is the I mean, most supervillain right answer now, ever. I mean, <laughs> they're looking right now. We're discovering, or they're starting to finally realize that the black market is a very well endowed market when it comes to like you know buying shit. Right. And here's the problem. So now you have Marvel and DC scrapping around trying to get that black dollar. And every black person out there is like, oh my God, finally a story about me. And it's just <laughs> like you've been played with. You're being toyed. Black Lightning. Black Lightning is what the lamest superhero that was ever shitted out by the DC Empire. Marvel, I mean, right now, okay, finally you get Black Panther. But I mean, how. how I mean, we've had Blade. If anyone wants to remember, all of Marvel's like sweet money and like like impression that it made and you know made to the entire market was with Blade. So they are starting to realize that there's money in the black market. So right. they're going in that direction. But aside from everything else, DC, Marvel, they're pretty much recapping their sad 1980s like upbringing, so they can relive it and say, "Oh, what if I told you the same fucking story?" I've heard 15,000 times, and guess what? I have Superman of whatever, Ass Face, Space Universe 5. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I can appreciate your answer. Because, because, I mean, right now, no, 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 but I can appreciate your answer because you have, you do have a point. You do have a point where it's it's something where we're in this. I, I feel like in one of our other podcasts, I called it the Black Renaissance, where you know it's we're, we're or or we're in the new black exploitation era, where it's like oh, we can make dollars selling. You know now you know you know appreciating our black readers, our black watchers, all of that. So they're pushing out a lot more stuff. You know what? Since since that's a thing or that's the way you feel, I want to ask you: How do you feel about the Black Panther movie? Excited? Are you like okay, finally, or it's just like, eh, whatever? I remember that Disney was once the same company that made the movie called Songs of the South. So let's be honest about who's making the money. They're willing. If tomorrow, Lynchy Lynch of the Lynch Masters was the most popular thing that ever came and crapped out of society. I'm confident that Disney will make Lynchy Lynch Masters and the Lynchers. <laughs> Disney's following where the buck is. Um, or they're trying to redeem themselves from coming from a racist heritage. Uh, and I, I mean, hey, Black Panther looks really cool. It looks great. I have not seen the movie, so I can't 
say what the movie is going to be about, but I'm very apprehensive to jump on the cock. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, so um, while we have you here, uh, you do write your own comic book. Do you want to tell us what that's about and let the listeners know? So, hey, you know what? You don't want to read Marvel or you're tired of reading what the Marvel or DC side have to you. Give us, you know, give us a taste, Alan. Um, oh, God, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> uh, one comic book I'm doing right now, I moved to Oakland with the with the interest of stalking old black people, <laughs> asking them about their experience with the Black Panther Party. So I am now living in Oakland, writing the, the history of the Black Panther, the Black Panther Party's history. Nice, nice. Um, I it starts off in, with the transatlantic slave trade create the argument to why any group of people would arm themselves against oppressors. I feel they have to explain this. It's also, I feel it very important to address this in a time when our history books are going through yet another revisionist period. Um, and it is important to make sure that this history is highly um, visible and is able to be understood in the most base level, and I think sequential art does a perfect job at that sometimes, to continue our history in a way that maybe I, I, we see it now with, with some you know, schools across the country be writing their history books, calling us immigrants, calling us this, saying that the Native people moved, Willingly, um, we're seeing this revisionist period. So I'm writing a comic book trying to uh, basically create an anti-cancer weapon for their cancerous understanding history. And I start off with the transatlantic slave trade. Issue one addresses that. Issue two starts off his the enlightenment of Malcolm X and how his enlightenment was a public enlightenment of us as a people. We, and it shows our um, evolution through the eyes of Malcolm X. And then from there, that is the trigger that, that helps the Black Panther Party, the emotional trigger that helps them form and then carry on. That's one comic I'm working be coming out in March. Um, I'm also doing a science fiction soap opera called Babylon. It sets a hundred years in the future, and it's about four deities who are reincarnated in our universe, and are um, the thing that tried to kill them last time has come to try to kill them again. It's like a drugged up Sailor Moon. Nice. If people have come. Uh, it's very hyper-violent, and they and ask many issues about transhumanity. Transhumanity, um, it encompasses a the wide spectrum of sexuality that will be that are available to us now, and what may be available to us in the future. Um, what it means to um, what does it mean when identity is malleable? Um, 
it explores that principality of culturalism and ethnicity and colorism and how one can probably just walk gambit between all of them within a spectrum of technology. Um, and it is about the pangalactic expansion of humanity from being a species that are only located in our solar system to a species that um, colonizes the southern hemisphere of the Milky Way galaxy. Everything that are on this end. Uh, and I make a combo called Cosmic Death Monkey. It's about a um, deity that, is, that kills another deity and dumps the corpse into a black hole and then goes to his best friend, the devil, to ask him that he needs help. It needs help to be, needs to hide out. And it hides it out in our universe. And, and it kills everything out of boredom, all the things across the universe. And then left with the existential question of why. So those are the, that's the shit I work on. Hmm, that's awesome. That's pretty dope. Um, I am interested in Babylon 9. Like, that story, you know, like, again, you did say, you when you made the reference Sailor Moon with color, uh, color people, you had me sold. So. Rubbed up Sailor Moon. Huh? Rubbed up Sailor Moon. Yes. So I'm like, I am so excited to see that. <laughs> so, um, so, um, you know, that was just a, uh, you know, uh, pre-question before you know because we have a bunch of other questions for you that you know will go into more of you know more of you you know trying to get to know you or know a lot more about your personal you know so to inform our listeners that hey look you know you can have ideas and learn how to do stuff from someone who actually does it so um uh like i said we have a couple questions for you um brianna you want to uh get us started so um when did you first decide that you wanted to create your own comics as a career? I didn't want a real job. <laughs> I see people with real jobs and they're a little like assholes. <laughs> they look like they've got like a, a rod up their ass. It's uncomfortable. Not even a fun rod, but just an uncomfortable rod up their ass. Um, I went to school for thermodynamics and theoretical physics, and after five years, I was like, oh God, I just want to make comic books. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. That's legit. No, that is really legit. I think that's a legit. Like, for crime is expensive. Right, <laughs> right. You know what? That's so dope. He didn't give the generic, you know, I, it was a passion. You know, it was like, hey, honestly, I didn't want a real job. That's dope. Like, I can I can see that. Because jobs are annoying. Well, I mean, look at people with real jobs. They, they don't, they aren't following their passion. They're not following the reason why they didn't commit suicide. Like disappointed that thirteen-year-old promise saying, "Yo, we could be total badasses." And you're like, "All right, let's do that." But you've disappointed that thirteen-year-old, and you should go back in time and kill yourself. If you don't follow that model of life, why bother living? <laughs> right. All right. So I have a question for you. Um, who's the biggest? You know, who has been the biggest influence on you outside of the comics industry, and how did they affect your life? A big, I've been stalking Noam Chomsky for a while. <laughs> he's finally is in my like he's like in March he's going to be like nearby. I know where he's going to be doing a talk, so I'm just gonna hang out in the area and lurk. I've <laughs> come across a very old Jewish man. <laughs> nice. Oh. I've been stalking Chomsky for a while. 
Right. Um, I missed out on experiencing Octavia Butler. Oh. So I would have liked to have met her. I moved to Oakland on Octavia Butler's birthday, some type of black Afrofuturist magic sci-fi thingy. <laughs> nice. So you have to on the day of Octavia Butler's birthday to acquire the power or something like that. Okay, well, <laughs> I can see that. If you get some that, if you can get some like period blood to work out the magic, I think you got a doorway there. I got wow. that. You, you already like you got that one step ahead. Get that <laughs> magic communication skill right there. The rest of us have to either like ask our you know partners or find a goat. Goat is the next best thing for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> didn't write the book. Just follow it. So who has had the biggest influence on your comics career directly? Like how has and how have they like changed your work? Warren Ellis when I was at a very impressionable age. And then also, you know, reading a lot of Thompson. Those two terrible bastards really ruined a lot of things in my head. For the good, I think. And, you know, I, I was a big Asimov fan. Um, Butler. Uh, you know, when it comes to art, I, you know, that's a variety of, like, you know, people that kind of, like, I became highly interested and, you know, at a young age, tried to, like, you know, copy them. And then sooner or later, you're just like, oh, God, after any hallucinogenic experiences with various drugs and narcotics, you come across some type of mental understanding of art and bullshit, and you're like, let's just do your own way, and after, like, that, you know, lot of lot of drug night, big drug night, it's like, alright, that's it. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, maybe they ghost haunt you? That's a good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> alright, so... I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna assume. I'm gonna ask, even though I feel like the answer might. You might give me the answer you just said. What do you do to recharge your creative batteries? Oh no, I like to. You know, what I do to recharge my batteries. Wait, I wrote you the answer. <laughs> you want me to read it out? Read the answer I gave you. <laughs> All right, just give me one second. Let me pull it up. Oh gosh, this is funny. Um. Let's see. Oh, okay. Okay. Alan's answers that he wrote me about what he does to recharge his batteries. <laughs> Walks on beaches, enjoying a quiet, <laughs> a quiet sunrise or a restful sunset, torturing enemies in private hotel basements with car batteries and stuff found in industrial chemical labs. Now that is an answer for you guys. That is so awesome. Like... <laughs> You want to? Okay, so the last part, torturing enemies. You want to elaborate on that? No. No. Okay. Secret. Use your imagination. <laughs> okay. No, so it could be some type of BDSM thing. Use your imagination, damn it. <laughs> Wait. So, aside from talking to people, what else happens in your work routine? Drawing. Draw it takes a lot of time. <laughs> Technically, it takes all the time to write and draw this. If it was like a novel, it would be easy. Just write words and that would be it. Drawing and writing, that takes up all your social time. Oh, like, there's man. nothing. You can't... I, eh, there's only so much time manipulation you can afford. 
All right. Uh, okay, so this one is back to, you know, you drawing and creating. What uh, tools do you use to create your comics? And what makes them the right, uh, what makes those the right tools for you? Paper, pencil, and pen. All I have. That's all I use. <laughs> I don't have all these. But what tools do people have? I mean, what the fuck are people using to draw comic books? <laughs> you gotta go for the Will Eisner method. You are chained to a table. Um, uh, move shit where you are working. <laughs> hey, Alan, let me ask you a question. So, uh, so you you illustrate your own comics? Yes. Well, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's good. But not. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm only saying that because I can't draw for shit. So, uh, can you write letters? Yeah, I can. You can draw. Okay. I'm gonna try some drawings tonight after the interview. No, seriously, if you can write letters, you are drawing. You are drawing letters on paper. Nice. You know what's funny? Um, I picked up a coloring book for uh for adults. Uh, sorry, it's called Coloring Book for Grown-Ups. Yeah, it's a coloring book for grown-ups. So I picked that up, and I've been coloring all day, so I feel great about myself. Now you can move up to the middle school, high school level of drawing awkward <laughs> things on your desk. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, there's awkward thing on my desk now. I have moved up to like the middle school level because they took my paper away. Can't wait. <laughs> so what element of your work gives you the most personal satisfaction? Just the fact that hopefully one day people will take these bad ideas, try to emulate them in the real world. I hope one day someone's going to be influenced by looking about looking at the all-girl biker gangs in Babylon and form their own all-girl biker gang. Oh, that's awesome. That'd be dope. Then, you know, start underground hospitals and schools and, you know, programs that help people by using crime. <laughs> Uh, um, so going off uh, Brianna real quick um, what has been the most rewarding project of your personal career, uh, your professional career whether it's inside of comics or outside of comics and why I don't know I don't have one <laughs> you want me to read the answer you gave me because you did give me an answer oh wait what the hell was the answer <laughs> <laughs> let me match this up real quick so I get the right answer ah, number eight yeah um when we build Doomsday, uh, when we build Doom, uh, Doomsday Goliath Nine, that uh, yeah, that brought me. To, oh uh, yeah, yeah, Everybody that brought to my eyes. So there you go, you do have something. Perfect plan, perfect yeah, team. You, know, you were like, you're threatening the lives of countless millions, all from ranges of unborn to very old. And they see the glaring, terrifying doomsdayness, Doomsday Goliath Nine. Seven. Oh, fuck, who cares? <laughs> and they see it. They know their lives are not just going to end, but will be continuously trapped in some type of fabricated dimensional space where their, I guess they call it soul energy for the uneducated, is used to destroy more of my enemies and then trap their soul energy, I'm using finger quotation marks at this moment, to use it to destroy more of my enemies. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> You know, the screaming, the running, the crying, the begging, the pleading, the praying. You know Good what's show. funny? You know what's funny? You actually have all that written here. Like, 
Oh man. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we've met uh very talented newcom uh, newcomers and you know who are trying to get into the uh you know who are trying to get their first professional projects going. Um, what advice do you have for them? You know, just something that they've not heard before. You haven't started yet. What the fuck are you waiting for? Or nice. I'm not going to be able to tell you anything that's going to change your fucking mind. You haven't started into the abyss of madness. Then stop wasting my time. Okay. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> this is not a t like work of art is not waiting for some person like myself or any other fuckface to give you some inspirational bullshit. You go do the thing that you were mad enough to do it in the first place. If you have the madness, you'll do it regardless of what the fuck I'm going to tell you. You don't right. need to hear shit from me to go do the thing that you wanted to do the moment you said, fuck, I should do that. Right, right. So if you feel like doing it, get up and do it. Like, if you're waiting for some inspirational video, I'm pretty sure TED Talks can satisfy your libido. that sorry no um so what's the most important big idea that you've learned in life like is that it or have another one the most logical thing to do is to do no harm and maybe say nice things oh that's dope I, like that. I do like that i'm gonna steal that <laughs> do it i'm sorry i'm gonna borrow that um yeah Just borrow it just do it okay okay uh so i feel like this is a question that i have to ask um so you are writing your own comics and you you know you have you do have a goal for your characters at some point you know what's the end goal for some of your characters or if not all your characters or the comic books you're writing where do you see them going and how and i know that you are writing these characters because you love what you're doing, but how do you want people to, you know, to receive that? Like, how do you want the you know, masses to receive them? You're okay with the monster that you are, because that's what makes you human. Right. But also control the fucking monster that you are, so you don't fuck up with the rest of us humans. Perhaps say nice things. Perhaps try. <laughs> right, right. Just try. Yeah, so uh, I want to thank you, Alan, for coming through and, um, you know, blessing us with, you know, the dopest podcast I think we've done so far. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, this is... This Only is, because I'm like personal. <laughs> this is by far the funny the most fun i've had on 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 the series and this is by far i think the dopest one i've done so far i just really appreciate what you've done oh oh before um anything um uh do, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you social media internet wise um i guess you could find me on this thing called the instagram at alan underscore e underscore clark and phantomelectric.com. That's phantomelectric with a K at the end, dot com. Nice. So that was Alan underscore E underscore Clark. E. Alan underscore T e underscore Clark. I'll send it 
to you with the email stuff. All right, fantastic. So also, and- Alan has said he will eventually send us a signed comic book to give away to a lucky listener. I am excited to, you know, have, you know, to pass that work along. So again, if you like this interview, you will support Alan, you know, not just off this interview, you support what he's doing. And again, I am interested in reading Babylon 9, and I know a lot of you are. If you are a Sailor Moon fan, I'm pretty sure you heard when he said it is hopped up on some kind of uh, uh, drug. So, drugs. yeah. Drugs, yeah. <laughs> This is a drugged up Sailor Moon. Yeah, so. Black folks, folks, or, you know, it's just fucked up future people. Fucked up future people. There you go. All right. So, um, I know you guys who love, I know I have a couple listeners who love Sailor Moon, so I know you guys will love to read that. Um, again, I want to thank you, Alan, for coming through and blessing up to with your uh, dopeness. Um, Brianna, do you have anything to say before we head out? I do not. <laughs> I think everything is said. All right. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you again, Alan, for coming through. This has been your boy, Mo Crosby, with another This Week in Comics Black History Month, uh, I guess, special? Yeah, special edition for the the podcast. Um, You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, Audio Mac. Crap, I'm forgetting one. I always forget one. Google Play Music um, on the on YouTube, uh, Earth 2 Comicast, on the internet, we have a website, earth2cc.com. I don't know why I just said that. Anyways, you can find us at these various places and also anywhere you can find your podcast at, if I didn't mention it. Thank you again for listening. We will catch you on the next one. Mo Crosby signing out. Peace.